tall enough to climb right up on the counter. So she opened up the cabinet and it was about to be her turn to get her hair washed. So I had to jump down. And when I jumped down, I jumped down like right on the mm. cabinet and my vagina hit it and I was traumatized from that. That was, mm. that was something that traumatized me as a child. You had to go to like the hospital? Yeah, I had to go to the emergency room. It was split. Had to get some stitches and... Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, I jumped down. Like, can you imagine jumping? I mean, I wasn't that tall, but when I jumped down, it went straight down on the cabinet. And back in the day, we had real wood. Mm. So, yeah. That hurt me right now. Yeah, it hurts me still. <laughs> That's why I said it was trauma. Yeah, you got stitches? Yeah, it, it split. Damn. Yeah. But we all fine now. Yeah, it's all good now. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> or is that like or you want me was that supposed to is that the like type of trauma you was expecting or is like you want some other trauma it's not specific whatever you got that's not traumatic you want to tell some more i mean no i had a dope childhood i mean i got whooped i mean i had a normal two-parent well i guess that's not normal for some but I, you know <laughs> normal for me yeah you know so i come from like my family is dope so i didn't really have nothing <laughs> too traumatic like that so like your uh, son's dad was his parents together? Uh, no, he was yeah. raised by his mom, and she had her husband. But you know, a boy and stepdaddy, that type of thing. But no, huh? You said her son? No, I'm just saying. You know, when you're looking for a mate, like if your parents together, you want to find somebody with parents together. Like it's oh, your son's family. father. Okay, was his? Okay, boom. That was like. Yeah, but I don't it's even, like, was he I see, now I do, I think, as I'm still single, like, I, next man I want, I want to know if you knew your daddy, because that really wasn't, like, but now it's like, I don't know what's going on now, but, I, it, was, I, it wasn't that, it was just like, he's a, he's a good man, Savannah, <laughs> and I knew, like, you know what I'm saying, he just, the relationship that, you know, you could tell he wanted with his father, I knew that he would be a great, a great, like and it took him some time, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't always perfect, but he's perfect now. Like that's who my son, he's still in Ohio with his father, so but he didn't come from a two parent household. That's important, Kay. No lie. I'm just saying, you just got a better chance. My brother comes my brothers ain't come from a two parent household and they are great fathers. I'm just saying like for like a long term marriage, like my, my other younger brother with the baby, he just proposed to his uh, baby mother like right after she had the baby. I'm saying this is new, I'm just saying long term. I'm just saying like, so you're going down. that's what they want. So I don't think it matters. I, that actually is what drove them so hard to want, like my brother's like, I'm going to be with the mother of my child. Nothing's going to separate my family. So it worked both ways. Yeah. Um, something you held in for a long time that you never got to like doing. Don't pay me nothing because if I if I feel it, I'm safe. <laughs> I mean, it's right. really nothing that really nothing that I held in. What about um with your parents? Like anything that you got in trouble for as a child that you probably couldn't speak up on then, but now it's like, dang, I could have. I should have told him. Why. No, I did. And I remember my dad almost slapped me on my front porch as an adult. Like, so it, I've, I've expressed, I mean, I'm 38. I'll be 39 in July. So I've had plenty of those talks. Like, and, it, and they're difficult because, like I said, like, my parents are old school. So even when, like, I was a class clown. So um, I used to wish that they didn't make me work so much. And it was just stuff like that you don't appreciate when you a kid. But then as you get older, you realize, like, 
they were that way for a reason. You know what I'm saying? And I, I thank God that I was able to grieve because I did hold, I held some grudges. Like, I mean, when I wanted to go to school, my mom didn't really know too much about college or financial aid or nothing like that. So it was just like, you know, and then I was trying to figure it out. But when you're still considered uh, what is an independent, they have to have your parents' income and stuff like that. So, independent. Or the dependent, yeah. Then, oh, yeah, yeah, because when I had my baby, yeah. So it was like, what, however your parents set up their arrangement with taxes and everything, like, you got to understand that's a game that, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like, I didn't understand that then, but I'm like, oh, however they were doing it, maybe giving information, what in the, it might mess up something else. And then I was able to, I had my son and I was able to take myself. So it was just like, you just. Yeah. And just be thankful. Cause like you, some people didn't have that. And I'm thankful that they prepared me for life. Cause if they didn't like, so I wouldn't, I've been in Atlanta for three years, like really just hustling and just surviving. And it's also, it's from what my parents taught me. So. So what you saying they used to make you like work before you um, graduated school or something? Yeah, I was my first job was sports. No, I was a babysitter for this lady across the street. She was a stripper. But my first actual job was at uh, Donato's Pizza. I was 14 and I used to wear my uniform to work and walk to school like in my uniform. I love my job though. But it was like but then it was when I didn't want to go to work and I just wanted to chill. Like if I see my friends across the street and they not going to work and stuff, I wanted to go hang out. And it was just like, no, you need to go to work. So it was just it was just stuff like that, and just like oh, you know, what I'm saying you don't work, you know, what I'm saying you, nobody owes you nothing type thing. Like I mean, just some valuable lessons. Like I wish, I, and I'm glad now because none of my friends. I mean, they they got jobs and stuff, but they don't grind like you. No. So what you saying like they broke or something? I'm not saying they broke, but I'm just saying they don't. They weren't. Their parents didn't teach them certain things, like like how to, like credit buying property and things like that. They was just letting them be outside. You know, so I mean, I got to be outside if it was on a porch or something like that. I don't want to make it sound like I was like strict because it really was, but it was just like, you know, my, like I said, it was just like, you want to hang out or you want to go make some money. So by the time I was six, by the time I was 16, I was the manager at that store. So it was cool, but I definitely grew up faster than a lot of my peers. Because by the time I graduated, I was 18. My mom got me a job at the hospital and I worked there for 11 years. So you think you feel like you missed out? Do I feel like I missed out? Hell no. Because mm -mm. then, but I mean, I feel like, because then once I quit my job after 11 years, I felt, I remember that day I just woke up and was like, you know what I'm saying, I don't want to do this no more. And it was just because it's like when you, you, do, you know, you have your parents, they want you to live a certain way. The father and your child wants you to live a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Those type of pressures. And then it was just like, when I woke up that day and I went and I quit, and then I just... I lived a little irresponsible for a while. From, from the time I was 18 up until 27, I bought my first house at 27. That's what I'm saying. Like, I had my, my shit together. It was all That's in order. Worse. You know what I'm saying? And then it was just like, I got a taste of that freedom of being an entrepreneur. And I quit my job of 11 years. And I just, I didn't go wild, but I was partying. You know what I'm saying? I rented out rooms to people that just lived a different lifestyle. And it was fun. We, we had some good times. But... Then when you have to get your life together, you know, my dad used to always say bad association spoils useful habits. So it's like mm -hmm. all the drugs and the drinking and everything like that. If I want to, because this, this, by this time my house went into foreclosure again, it's the second time. So it's like, if you want to save it, you know what I'm saying? You got to just change it. I just kicked everybody out, saved the crib again, and just got my shit back together. Dang, what was happening? They wasn't paying? Oh, no, they was paying, but it was just like the, it was my weekend. You know what I'm saying? You got to go. 
There's a lot of girls coming over. It was like a lot of traffic. It was just too much. Party's over. Going to like foreclosure. Huh? Or is it going to foreclosure? Oh no, it was already in foreclosure. Like, cause when you have a house, like foreclosure can last for years if you can. If you're like, I was on it. So the second time that it went though. Like, it's so much stuff behind when I bought that crib because I had bought it. I was working at the hospital, so they had incentives for you to move in the hood because it was in the hood. So they told me that if I move out there, it's a $30,000 instant equity. That turned out to be a second mortgage. It was all this stuff behind, like, the crib. And, like, so it was a really nice crib. So they, that's what I'm saying. Like, their mindset wasn't on no crib. Like, I'm on the phone with you. Yeah, they just paying their little $400, and they just happy that they got, a, you know, a really nice house that they can end in. So that's what I'm saying. Like, when I'm coming home, I'm coming home from work because I'm trying to pay this stuff, and it's adults walking in and out the house, and uh, the, all the lights on, the electric or the heat air mm -hmm. is blasting. Like, and I'm sitting here trying to fight to save my crib, and nobody in here is trying to help me. Then y'all can go. Yeah. So it was, it was just, it was like that. And then I got a call April second that my house is up for a private auction, and I had already. It was, it's just a lot with that shit. But long story short. It went into foreclosure again. I prayed about it, and I had uh, at this time I had met 85 South when they came to Columbus. They were doing a back to school event. I had already been coming down here, like I said, and then I came down here, and then I just couldn't. I had filed bankruptcy to stop the sale of my home the second time, and I was trying to like keep the payments up. And then after that, it was just like, no, it just oh, take. I, I, instead of me losing it, I did a short sale so I could get what I could get and walk away with something instead of nothing. So that's what I did. And then, which was which was smart because you know you gotta to live in Atlanta it costs money. I mean I know it costs money anywhere, but when I first got down here I wasn't I wasn't used to that. Like we don't have to pay for that much parking in Ohio. We don't have to pay sixty dollars for parking and then like forty to get in. I mean at least I didn't have to. So that was an adjustment. And then and then I had like I was I was feeling blessed. You know I was struggling for like two years and a guy gave me a little bag and I came down here and I'm just helping everybody out. I'll never do that shit again. Hey, you bless me again, Lord. You know, I, I did what I, you know, I did it the wrong way, I guess. But no, not really, because... You feel like you blew it? I definitely did. Mm. But in a way that I was helping other people. I was going, I love to eat, so I'm out. I'm tipping my waitresses and everything. Like, I'm just wild. And I'm, help, I'm sending, helping just people that, like, have helped me. Sending people money, just... Blowing yeah. In a, in a nice way. Yeah. Because I also believe that you're you going to get it back, but... If I if I get it if when I get it again, it's not gonna go out as fast as it did that first time. Okay. Money be short, don't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, the worst um <clears throat> thing you said out of anger and the worst thing said to you out of anger. The worst thing I ever said out of anger. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that one right there. Woo, how much time we got? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really I don't know. I can't really I can think of somebody some Somebody said to me, I didn't hear that was crazy. But I can even that, like, I really don't, I can't, I really can't say, I don't respond like that. Like, I'm really a, a I mean, a nice person. I'm kind. Now, Dominique, see, that's seventh grade. I don't like, I don't, I don't like to say harsh things to people because shit has always been said to me. So I really do be mindful of the things that I say. And I really can't recall anything that I've 
I mean, if I if I can say maybe my mom or something, some shit we may have gone through, or whatever. But if I do feel like I've apologized after that, like I didn't make it right, but I still do. But I honestly sometimes if I said it, I meant it. I may not have meant it how I said it, but I kind of really don't. What? I can't. I don't know what. what you about to say? Your baby dad arguments, saying things out of spite. No. You ain't never said that out of spite. Uh, if it was the truth, yeah, I've <laughs> never, I've never. Truth or not, but cruel is cruel. Mean something mean. No, I'm not even like, no, saying that. I, say, I ain't even saying that. I'm just saying that if anything that I've ever said in a in an argument or anything like that, like I meant it because a lot of times, like, but that's the, like I will hold back, and that's the problem that my dad has even said I, I will hold back, and then I blow up. So a lot of times I don't even remember what I said. So that's why I'm saying like I really because if I said it, you either really taken me there, and I have been quiet, and I've just been letting you say this and that. So then when I, and I know that's not good. So when I do say something in an argument or something, I probably really meant that shit. And I, and I'm sorry for how it came out. I'm, but you know, I mean, you don't remember that. Either. I don't remember. You'd be like, you a fuck nigga, but like, not necessarily a fuck nigga. I guess just recently I just told somebody like, you know, you ain't shit, I guess, but I meant that. What they do? They just, just it's a lot of shit they do. It's just ain't shit, shit. Like, you know, going weeks without talking to somebody. That's like, you ain't shit, but you're, you know, and then you know you ain't shit, but you ain't used to somebody loving you. See, I give unconditional love, you know what I'm saying? And I know, recognize that you ain't shit, you know? No, you're not shit because, I mean, you just don't <laughs> want the person. That's why you're not calling or texting them. That could be it, but then when they, when they tell you, what are you calling for if, if you don't call already? and then use you. Well, you can't. Sorry, I know what you thought. I don't know what you thought this was, but not every you can't manipulate every woman or think every woman is naive or think that every woman doesn't genuinely love you. What is the wrong with y'all niggas? Oof, not yeah. you. Yeah, I'm a good guy. Hold on, yeah. oh, y'all don't like good guys. Y'all like niggas who treat y'all like dog shit. You feel it? Ain't that right? It's okay. You can't like. It's like two women in the world who don't like this shit. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I've had. If I tell people like this shit, that I don't. I love you for who you are, right? But I know that I could do better in certain mm-hmm. situations. But it's like, but I'm not like naive. I'm not stupid. Like my dad always said, a man is only gonna do what you allow. So all oh, while you think you're getting away with something, like I'm allowing you to do this because when it's over, it's over. And I don't think men under like. I don't think a lot of men are used to having women that nowadays that are really patient, that really love you in all of your flaws and everything that come with you and not really trying to change you unless it's like some shit that you really need to change. But like, let somebody love you. Oh, I mean, let me just throw this out there. Um, usually the woman who does that, you really don't want them. So you usually get it, but you they not really what you want. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Even okay. if it's like a good woman. Right. Well, yeah, we know, nobody, just like uh, what you just said it. No man wants a good woman. No woman wants a good man. Well, I'm saying we want a good woman, but we want her to look a certain way. So if this woman is like a four and she treats you good, you still want the eight who treats you like shit. You get what I'm saying? Because you like the way she looks. That's how most guys are. They just like the way she looks. That's terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. (laughs) But that's the same thing what you say about the women, though. They want somebody who is... A nine and rich and all these women out here, you know. 
I'm saying women, women are go Love for like a, a for some. <laughs> <laughs> you don't necessarily okay, have to yeah, be good like looking that. to a woman. It's just like you just had to have this like swag or something for a woman to want to be with you. Mm -hmm. That's what make like you a nine. That's right. That confidence that we talked about last week. That air about you. You know you the shit, so you convincing everybody else that you the shit. Mm -hmm. That's how you walk. And then when you, sometimes when you are just naturally the shit, like take myself for example. <laughs> you know, when I walk into a room sometimes, I just, I don't even got to say anything. Well, sometimes the mom speaks first. <laughs> that annoys me, but at the end of the day, so if you got it, you got it. You and you ain't got to do too much. You ain't got to have no lace. You can be natural. You can just be yourself. And that's the that. personality be winning. Yeah, the energy and all of that. Yeah, yeah, it just speaks for itself. And then if you in a room where it is not like you, you just in the in the wrong spot. No, that's a fact. Okay, a situation that made you cry but you didn't quit. Living in Atlanta. Okay. Being a happy baker. I started this in 2012, and I've been moving around like you know. What I'm saying it's hard to be a baker with no kitchen. Mm. So it's like you know, I, but I've enjoyed the journey though. Like. Amen. Even Ooh. the opportunity to be on this show, like I had no, like I was sitting here in Atlanta, I'd be like, why do these people keep asking me to come on these shows? And so, because not before this one, but it was just like, when you, I, I, as a happy baker, like I was in my own home, you know what I'm saying, in my own city getting love, and I came here and I was getting love, and then it was just like, then it was like, oh, you, you've got a dope personality, come and be my co-host, come and do this, come and do that, and then I was like, I tried all of that, and then it just, it was like I lost focus of really like what I would what I really want to do at heart. You know what I'm saying? And it was fun and all that, but it's like even this opportunity tonight, it was just like let me let me just go because I I did get the opportunity to move in Atlanta and I'm around so many stars, like stars, okay? Like I hate the word celebrity and all that shit, but I'm not using my resources, correct? So it's time to I've been down here for long. I should be I mean, we can say that, but because it's all God's timing. Mm -hmm. But in my, you know, me and my flesh feels like that I should have just been further than what I was. But it's been, um, it's been hard. Like being away from my son and being down here, and then really trying, and then having things on your right. Just like everything is just like you can't get ahead. It seems like you can't get ahead. But he's like he's kept me the whole time I'm here. But. I be wanting to give up, like, every freaking month, every other day. It's like, I don't know, but I just get up and keep going. It's definitely maximizing your opportunities. Like, yeah, and that. co-host, y'all coming into contact with other people every mm -hmm. day. You brought some this in here. Right. It should have been 50 of these in every room you was in. And this is the thing. That's what I'm saying. That's what I do. Like, that's what got me into these places. Like, with 85, I just went. It was for it. I was out to eat with my son, and he was like, um... I seen they were coming to Columbus. This was July 7th. My birthday is July 1st. So I love comedy. And we were sitting there eating, and my son was like, Mom, why don't you just buy yourself a ticket? He was like, you'll never do nothing nice for yourself. I literally had like 190, but I had enough because my ticket, I bought VIP. I was like, you know what? You're right, son. And I spent my last on this VIP ticket. It was like 184 so the thing that when I tell people to power social media as well is use it to your advantage because yeah. I follow like when I was living in Columbus I had stopped uh, back in the day Instagram used to show your explore page and it had everybody that you followed like what they were liking in your yes. city and what they were doing so I had started unfollowing everybody in Columbus start following people in Atlanta to kind of see who know who who like interacting with who that's how I knew like 
who to contact, like kind of not with the 85 South show because I didn't watch that show. I was just a fan of Carlos comedy and because my sister put me on to him and then my friend Alicia put me on to 85 South. So I found one of their managers and I wrote her, but I didn't leave my phone number. And then I got off Instagram and an hour went by because I was like, I got some treats I want to bring to the show. So I'm at home. I'm Now I'm pussyfooting around. I'm supposed to be at the show. And I'm just like, dang, should I take the treats or should I not? Because how am I going to get there? I'm just going through all of this stuff. Pull up to the to the event. I'm late, like an hour late at this point. And I'm sitting there because I'm thinking this is valet. They're like, oh, this ain't valet. This valet for something else so now i just wasted another 20 minutes mm. and i go as soon as i go to the parking lot boom it's a space right there go in enjoy the show didn't know that i had bought a, a meet and greet package so when um they were introducing everybody like carlos came i shook his hand i was like i got some treats for y'all he was like oh yeah wait right here but it was like one of those like yeah everybody brings us something but mm -hmm. yeah wait right here and then chad walked by and Chad, i was like hey i got some treats for y'all in the car and he's like oh yeah bring them backstage like bring them to the back door so ran to my car and got my treats and took them in uh like let everybody try them or whatever and then i went outside i was just happy like i was just happy because that's like that's what i do the happy baker just pull up with the treats and carlos bust through the door like hey how'd you make these he's like joe get the camera so when he got the camera i didn't know what was going on the 85 south page and then that's when like when i moved to atlanta like a lot of people knew i don't know a lot of people but i knew I guess all the right people. Mm -hmm. So then I had all these people come in trying to be around me for that. Mm -hmm. So it was like a lot of stuff that I had to like just grow through here. But that's how I kind of like got another like a wave. You know what I'm saying? Because I was a happy baker before 85. But then it was like people started like, oh, this is the 85 South Baker. Like, no, the fuck I'm not. I'm a happy baker. Like, I love them. Like, and I love what everything. But that's not what I was. And then it was people like, man, I've been trying to get this person. I've been trying to pitch this to Chad for years. Like, you know what I'm saying? How you you just moved down here and I've never been to the studio. And it was just like, all the, and I'm, I'm just looking at these people like, if they didn't invite you before I got here, what makes you think you coming with me? And then I'm, I got my own shit that I'm trying to do. I don't even know what now because now it's like, oh, you can bake. You're the talent. I'm being called the talent and an artist and a celebrity. And I'm like, who? And like, oh, the content that you were putting out. My content was just me as a happy baker, just making my treats, showing everywhere I'm going. I used to, I would do a lot of events and vending events in the city of uh, Columbus. So, and then that's when I came down here and did an event with Black Ink and that's it i'm rambling sorry but that's how it was you know that was, what was the question <laughs> i just mentioned basically maximizing your opportunity oh yeah that resources but he asked me initially was like what was something that i didn't quit and that's that i ain't quitting this shit okay just keep baking. So what you, um, you were saying you don't have a kids, so what you, like, homeless or something? I mean, shit, I mean, no, I ain't homeless. I can honestly say I was, I have been blessed living in Atlanta, but it's different when you have your own kitchen. You living with people. I can't bake and do the numbers that I did because, one, number one, I like to sing. I, it's the type of vibe that I have to have to make these treats. The kitchen has to be clean. I don't like nobody in the kitchen. I want to play my music. I want to be able to sing. So it's like when you're living with people, you have to respect their house. So you can't do too much. So I was still taking on little orders that I could where I'm not taking over somebody's kitchen space. So that that's that. And then when you and then where I'm at now, you get to a place where it's just it's just it's like chess. You just you get you just gotta figure out the moves. Cause it's like, okay, now you got a kitchen, now you don't got no money. Because now the money you get, you gotta eat and you gotta you do you want it because it'd be times where I make my desserts and then they don't sell and they just go to in the trash. I don't have just like 
apparel or some shit or a hat that I could just make. Why don't they sell? Because in Atlanta, like, I haven't really, I have to reestablish my clientele. Because when I, that's what I'm saying, when I got down here, I stopped baking because I was living with people. Girl, hospitals, dialysis. Well, yeah, all the, all the stuff that I was doing before, it's, you can, I can do it now, but it's all, you got to find those people. There, I was going out, and it's a lot of people in Atlanta, like, oh, well, how, how, it's like, oh, if you sell these here, then I need to cut. Or if you do this, I need to cut. Or is it for, it's like, do you, what, what promo do you need? And, it, and it's not that. So it's like, it's the same it's the same as Columbus. It's just, I just got to restart. I just got to rebuild. Like, I had barbershop salons. I did yes. the comedy shows. I did the vendings. I did hospital. I used to work at the hospital. Exactly. So, it's just finding my clientele again and getting away from the industry because that's not what I want to do anyway. So, let me just get, I'm for the everyday people. Exactly. That's what I need to just get back to that. And, and, and then still using my resources that I do have, but... Just getting back to me, like Same I said, I have people. Money. Yeah, like you know, oh, we gotta do content, we gotta do this, and you should be a comedian, and you, you know, what I'm saying. But it's just, it's just life. It's just you move. You just gotta stay focused. Yeah, and that part, and it's stop. And I, I'm always trying to help everybody else. That's my problem too. Like I will literally not do what I need to do to go and help somebody else, and it frustrates me sometimes. But it is, you know, I said it is what it is. Are you like that with guys you date? Is just like I don't. Date really. I'm, I'm, I have a lot of male friends. I don't have too many female friends. So, but I'm. That's a red flag. What's a red flag? Yeah, but yeah, everybody says friends. it. Male friends, yeah. Yeah, as soon as somebody say that. But if I, you, I mean, I don't take women serious if she uh, says she got like a lot of males. But how? If if you grew up around a lot of males and it's not not everybody is fucking their friends. Like, why is that you, the first thing that like somebody says like you could, oh when somebody has a lot of male friends like. I have a lot of male friends. I just prefer that. That's all I know. I mean, but it, it, it's not even like that because if I get a man, like all them niggas <laughs> see you and I, you can't, like I don't have men like me calling my phone and doing all of that, but I've never been the f type of female to have a lot of friends. I got a lot of sisters already and a lot of female cousins. I don't need to have a bunch of female friends. So, and then I have a lot of male cousins and I don't have, yeah, but I'm saying like, <laughs> I can count on my hands how many, I got about four. <laughs> outside of my sisters and these have been my friends for years seventh grade 20 years um even just as like as my on my happy baker journey like i found one of my best friends and it was just like i've known her for like two or three years so but as far as i don't have a lot in common with a lot of women and it's not no pick me shit it's not that i don't want because i ain't even been picked so you can't even say that but <laughs> i don't have a lot in common with females because i didn't grow up i grew up as a tomboy like, so, I would rather go play football. Than, I mean, I'd still go play Barbies if I wanted to, but I'd rather be outside getting dirty. Mm -hmm. I wasn't having sex with nobody, but I just, like, you know what I'm saying? Men, I, I don't have to worry about going out with me. We got to be cute, and we got we taking our time. Bitch, let's go. Not for real. You know? I'm dressed. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, let's go. So, it's not, it shouldn't always be a red flag, although I can see it, because one thing, like, people, I, I've known in my city. I go to a lot of bars and sell my shit. A lot of security guards know me because they protect me when I'm out. I was sexually assaulted. So I can see if I went out with you and I'm hugging all these niggas, now I got, I'm a hoe. Because you hugging all the security guards and you just hugging all the people. I mean, I don't like the way you're hugging. You always hug and shit. Like, you know. But what, now I can see somebody hugging, but I, I know how to hug. You a woman, a real woman know how to hug a man when she has a man? I mean, this is what I prefer. I mean, I'm getting hyped. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. God, <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm s
She's funny. <laughs> That's a lot. So yeah, she's a turn in the people. Next place, Steve. Okay. So do you do you feel like um, when you get a guy? Well, it don't really seem like you dress like real crazy. Like so, do you feel like you got to change in a relationship when you meet a guy? You, you feel like you're supposed to be yourself. Mm-hmm. I think because I right now I'm trying to get back to being more feminine because I've been sexually assaulted. After that, after that, and moving to Atlanta by myself, I'm definitely like a, like masculine. Like I'm, I want to be submissive and stuff like that. Like it doesn't don't like change who I am. No, I've never no. I don't feel like that. I think you adapt to somebody that you not adapt, but compromise. You compromise. You know what I'm saying? Like. I ain't gonna, you ain't gonna stop me from, cause I've had some people tell me as the happy baker, like I've had guys before tell me, you need to be inside, like you outside and you like, but this is. No, I would, I, I'll be outside, like right now it's ten forty five. Man, some a real, like a man might not want me to be outside, like leaving the house at ten forty five. But when I was when when I'm getting back to it, but my treats and stuff, I would be out at different bars. I would pull up just I mean, it didn't start like that. During the day I might be hit hair salons or something like that. But I had bars in Ohio, like doghouse. I would just go up there and I would always have my uniform or something on my earrings. Like people would see me come up, I got mad or I had magnets on my car. So I was always out, but I was literally selling my treats and it was just a happy baker. But basically, yeah. And a man, it, I've had men who told me, like, I remember, like, that's how I've met a couple. Like, one guy, he was always buying banana pudding from me. And I can't, and I was delivering it. And one day he was like, man, can you just relax? Just sit down. I just want to talk to you. He's like, you're always on go because I'm in hustle mode. Right. And then it, when I dated him, it wasn't, it wasn't stopped because he was a hustler. So he, he, he didn't mind that because he knew I was getting money. But then you have somebody who'd be in the house. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to because I want my man to come home to me. I wouldn't like that. Like I would hope that my man would make it so that I would have to be out. Not for real. Like I was selling lemonade, and my man didn't want me to have to go sell the lemonade. He bought it. I was like, I yeah, something like that. So I don't mind compromising. Like if you make it to where I don't gotta be outside, I don't want to be outside. Yeah, for real. Who wants to? So what you saying? Like on certain days, he'd just be like, "What you got this?" What you said, like, like, I buy all this shit. Yeah, like, if I'm like, damn, I need some more money. I'm about to do this, this, and this to sell it to, like, make some money. He'll be like, how much you know what I mean? And I'll be like, I'm selling them for this. And he'll be like, oh, okay. And then he'll give me the money. He'll be like, you ain't got to go do that. I'll be like, okay. Yeah. So if I had a man that tells me that, I'm, all right. Right, I'm going to sit down. You want me to make something to eat? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no sandwiches tonight, baby. No. <laughs> Okay, so um, how would you describe your mental health like at this point in your life? <laughs> okay, just like that. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> you know, I've been told I need to see a therapist or two, but you know, I, I have God, and I said, oh, that's the old way of thinking. No, God is my therapist. And if you got a problem with that, then go talk to yours, because I'm going to talk to my God. Amen. Does it work, though? Like, for me yeah are you are you angry i'm really tapped no am i angry what yeah what's the feeling that people tell you you need she said yeah what's the feeling that people tell you that you need a, a therapist for is because you angry you anxious no or? probably anxious and and just stuff that i've been through because i don't talk 
Like, I talk to God. I tell people that all the time. I know it sounds crazy. No. But if you are really aware of yourself and you hold yourself accountable, I don't be bullshitting myself. Even when, like, I just tried to talk to God the other day, and in my heart and soul, I felt like, I don't want to hear it. And I didn't even pray. I just took a nap. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you know yourself, like... I know, like, you could go, when I was, like, like I said, sexually assaulted, I never went and got seen a therapist about that. I mean, I feel like if you ain't even went through it, why am I about to talk to you about it? Mm-hmm. Like, you can listen to me, but what I did was because, like, I've been transparent in my journey. I've been transparent my whole life. So when people realize, like, where's the happy baker been, I made a post about, like, on this date, I made the, I, was, I got a DUI, um, and... It's a lot behind that too, but for for whatever reason, instead of the ta- state trooper taking me to jail, he called the last person in my phone. This phone is the same number, but this everybody calls this phone. These are customers that's calling my phone. You don't know, but instead of the state trooper going to my favorites, well, first of all, he should have took me to jail because I blew at a point two eleven. I was mm. fucked up. I should have went to jail, and I would have rather gone to jail because they found three sets of DNA on me not that night, not just that one. And then they went, so that's even another thing. So when I shared my story, I was saying that, that I think my therapy is, I had a lot of people reach out to me. I had cousins and somebody close to me that never even told their story because they was like, look what happened to you. But I had to pray about that too. Like sometimes, I don't know why God let that happen to me or whatever, but it's like sometimes people need your voice. So maybe I don't need to go to therapy, maybe even because I can handle it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not suicidal. I'm not lashing out on people. It hasn't affected. It, it did at first, like when around men. And and I will say, like I don't dress. I never even dress like that anyway. But now I really don't want that attention. So I would say that that's the only thing that is. But if I want to step, I'm a step. But I'm just saying, like I feel like I've been able to deal with my own problems in my own way. You know what I'm saying? I know sometimes I, I you know, I get happy. You know, people say self-medicated. I like to have a little drink or two because even that night I had my my house was in foreclosure. I went and got drunk and my dad, it don't solve your problems. They're going to be there the next day. But you know what? I wanted some Jameson that night. That's just what I wanted and it happened. And so I just feel like, you know, therapy is for those who can't manage their emotions, mm-hmm. who don't really know how to sit with themselves and, and deal with how they're feeling. You know what I'm saying? I can do that. Like I can sit here, right? I could talk it. Be open right now, and then the next minute I'm telling a joke. It may not be healthy for some, but that's just that's just how I am. Like, I know shit ain't funny, but shit do be funny because you live. So you coping and growing. Yeah, because you don't know. Like, it's like, and then you be thinking you happy and all this shit. Like, you don't know what. Like, I'll be 38. I'll be 39 in July. Like, I don't. I still got a whole life to live. So it's just like now at this point, it's like what's next? So in love and everything, it's just like okay, this is what I get. So I get now, I'm going to be looking at like, you know what I'm saying? Or even if, you know, it's, it's, I mean, shit, I do look at it. It's like, what's the worst that can happen? And I think about the worst, but then I focus on the positive. If the worst happens, I was already prepared for it. So it doesn't really like, it don't bother me. So would it bother you like if a guy did like a rape joke or like, Mm -mm. would they trigger you? No, I got rape jokes. I mean, I mean, I ain't gonna laugh, but I do. I mean, it happens to me. Yeah, so you can't, you can't say. I'm just saying, like niggas is trifling as fuck. I, I don't know how to joke. I just know how to tell my story, and I guess it's been told when I tell it, it's funny. But it ain't fucking funny. But I'm like, no, that doesn't bother me. When I say I like comedy, I, my, I like old school comedy, like Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Richard, Richard Pryor. Uh, yes, Richard Pryor's not funny to you. Yeah, it's not funny. To you, yeah. 
So I'm talking about raw comedy, Eddie Murphy, all of that. So no, a rape joke, abortion jokes, none of that stuff bothers me. I mean, my own fucking, my own uncle even. Like, it, I come from a family that you got to have tough skin. Mm -hmm. Very tough skin. So there's nothing in the world that they haven't prepared me for. From You know what I'm saying? It's like, I got eight aunts and uncles. My granddad had 18 kids. So I have, like, there's really nothing that I ain't even seen outside of my own family that I would be shocked in the world. You know what I mean? Because I've already seen it. And, it is, and it's been explained. Even if it was explained, like, mind your business, it was just like, I'm not stupid. You know, as a child, I could observe everything, put two and two together, and just listen to people. It's just like, Oh, okay. Don't mind my business. <laughs> Why you make that face? <laughs> Being goofy. Okay, um, do you uh, believe like loyalty has like an expiration date? And if so, like who did it expire on? Mm. Yeah. I think it do. But even after it's expired, I still be messing with people and they think shit's all sweet because it's just like, it's okay. Like, it does because I, I know I have a problem with trusting people, but it's just like, it's not, it's like, if I want, if, if I say I'm God, like, right, we're creating his image and stuff like that, like, I'm going to give you the same love. Like, it's not up to me. Like, if you fuck up, you fuck up. Like, so. You're forgiving. I'm definitely forgiving, but I don't forget. So if a guy cheated, you will forgive. Yeah. Say what I was on my son's side for 12 years. Okay. You know, I don't, I don't like the word cheat. You know, we, we were young. Let me not say something different. But no, like, um, cheating ain't no deal breaker for me. I mean, I guess it depends on how it it went down. But like, no, I don't want to be cheated on. I'm not saying that. But, you know, I can't, I don't want no man to cheat on me. But I don't know what the hell is going to happen. And I can't say that I'm going to leave. You're a good woman, man. <laughs> and that don't make you a good woman because you you necessarily stay. Because I don't, I can't tell you in every situation that I would. I, I can't tell you that. I did. I, I was in a relationship for twelve years where I did stay, but I've never had a relationship after that since. Like my, I've had situations, and after three six months, like if I have, it's that's what I'm saying. Like I'm single, so if I ain't met your family and we're not doing certain things, then. I'm gonna treat you a certain type of way because it it's not serious. Like you you obviously don't see yourself having a future with me no matter what you fucking say. But if I haven't met your family and I'm like I'm old school like that. So it's just certain things that I look for. So and pretty much after three to six months, I'm I fall back. My uh mom she told me, she said, if you ain't gonna marry her, don't I don't wanna meet that hoe. Yeah. So it's like she don't want too many girls coming around. Even though you could be serious. Right. But until you just like, I'm about to marry her, like, she don't want to meet you. That's what I, so you just proved my point. Yeah. So if you're not taking me to meet your parent, your mother, and I'm not saying that in every situation, but your mama could have told you that. And you sitting up here telling me, because family's important to me, I'm ready for, if you, like, if I'm dating you after, like, three months, like, my mom just said to me, like, you know, I've never heard you say you had a boyfriend. I don't have boyfriends. So, if I take you to meet my parents, like, and then I, I want to meet yours, if if there's not, if I'm not meeting yours, that means that, you know what I'm saying, I'm not, you ain't, you ain't got to tell me that. Like you said, like you said, if your mom doesn't want you to meet, like, she don't want to meet nobody you don't plan on marrying, then that's probably why he's not taking you around, the family. And then as a woman, if you're smart enough to recognize shit like that, you'll know how to, like, kind of back up and be like, all right, well, this is what it is. 
So do you have like a time frame? You know, because a lot of women, I guess. She said three to six months. No, she's talking about preparing, but. No, like to no. show your interest. I'm saying like for like, you know, some women want you to wait like uh, three months for sex or uh, six months. Like, do you have like a time frame? I know. You set on the girl? I'm grown. Okay. I'm, that's like, I don't be out here just fucking anybody, but I don't, I don't have no, I don't have no time frame on that. What's, what's, uh, what's too soon then? Like a, the first day or like a week? I can't, no, it's not too soon. I fucked on the first date before. Blessings, blessings. And then, like, and then I think, and then I actually, um, um, like, yeah, it's not, it, I mean, if you're feeling somebody, it is what it is, and then it's over with. Or it might be with them forever. Or, or with them forever. I've had that, too. So, it's like, but, yeah, I think if you are grown and y'all are mature, and if the vibe is there, then do what you do. What's that? This ain't do with everybody, cause you know motherfuckers be vibing, vibing with everybody. <laughs> Not you, I'm just saying. People be vibing, you know, be vibing and be free. No, I ain't saying. Sound like she was saying you when she said. I ain't gonna point no elbows, but I'm just saying. Cause I do be vibing with people, but I'm sometimes saying. you just vibe for the moment. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's not nothing like protect yourself. Like you know your, if you know your body and you know what you like and what you want to do, then do that. I'm not God, baby. I'm not here to judge you, but I know with me in this judging. temple. I'm going if I want. Period. <laughs> I don't even know. But I don't, it ain't even a lot of them while I'm talking shit. I mean, huh? one night stands. Yeah. Uh, literally a thousand. Within, within a week. Okay, no. <laughs> a week. Yeah. Um, five. Mm-mm. What's the matter? What you saying? New partners in a week? Yeah, like a. Within Every a day. Week. Mm-hmm. I don't. Be fucking around like that. What about you? Like since I'm, if I if I I can't really remember in Ohio, but since I've been in in Georgia for three years, I've only slept with three people, and the first person was just once, but it wasn't like. So I guess I go back to that. Like we met and we we were talking business about like, I don't want to say that. What? It's like, <laughs> but yeah, I talk to trees, but to everybody about trees, and so it was like it was just in that moment of talking to someone. And then it was just like, he wanted me to go meet his dad. But I think it was just like, you know, you talk to somebody and y'all both like ambitious. And it was just like, oh, so then that was once. Like, and then we never messed around again. Why not? Huh? Because I think that's all that was needed. I mean, it, it was still cool. We still talk, but it wasn't like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't got to keep fucking somebody. Like, I did it. It was great. And it's, I think we, we linked up one more time after that. And it wasn't the same. That chemistry wasn't there. So I think that's just what it was. Because I wasn't even... You know, the first one we were talking and he's like, you know, you know, a man who's smart and is a leader and is strong, you don't be around him a lot. You be like, you know what, daddy, I'm not listening to you. I don't even call it. But yeah. that's what it was. But then I got around him again after I already got it. And it was like, the mystery is gone. Like, I already hit it. So that was that. Sound like and, a guy. And then um, the second and then the other person, like, and then that's what I'm saying since I've been here. That should be like once a month, every three months or like, so. And that's that. I don't be out here fucking around like that. And then you really can't when you're trying to get your shit together. You shouldn't even be. And you should, because, I don't know, I don't know, I'll be lying. But sex is good. <laughs> sex is good, and it feels good, and it's a stress reliever, and it makes you happy. If you can do it, do it. <laughs> you throw it back. Okay, a minor situation that revealed you didn't have a real friend. 
a minor situation that I didn't have a real friend. Uh, a friend that will point out your insecurities in front of a room full of people. At what point? What was At the one? time, it was an insecurity. Uh, when I first had my son, so I had lost all, I had gained all this weight and I had lost all this weight and I was like the smallest I had ever been and I got pregnant with my son. So then my stomach, um, you know, got stretched out. So it was like, I hated my stomach. It wasn't as bad as I fucking thought, but when you're a new mom and you go through that shit, it's like, you don't, it's like, you don't want to have that. Like, so when your home girl is actually like, she dating a, a dude that I was actually all in long story short she's dating a guy that i was like basically like flirting with like when we seen each other it's like oh that's your boo but then she started i ain't gonna like okay cool like we still cool like whatever so she's like oh show him your stomach like just to like embarrass me good yeah. <laughs> yeah and then and recently so i've had somebody else say that too like but you know you have to realize sometimes even when i would go out like my makeup wouldn't, but this one I used to wear makeup, like, I literally look like Michael Jackson, and these, they would let me go out like that, or mm. tell you, like, to change your outfit, because you don't, but knowing I was looking good, but I was lacking confidence in myself, so I'm, like, listening to them, because I'm thinking they're, like, more prettier than me, and this, you know, she got the body, so let me, but I was killing that bitch, and I wish I had known that then, but, you know. Well, them hoes, it ain't like you did that. No, that's okay. No, that that's why I don't fuck with females. They're weird. Kay's good though. She like no, she she's good. She's good. Yeah, she's good. I'm right here. I mean, I'm in Newmark too. I'm on my shot liver. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, um, the devil has a funny way of showing his face. Like, how can you relate to that quote? The devil has a funny way of showing his face. Hmm. I don't know. 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 I and you meet another person and it's like the same person you met. I wouldn't necessarily call them the devil or nothing like that, but you know, I don't know. I don't even fuck with the devil at all. So okay. I, don't, I don't know. I can't call it bug. Next question. Okay, let's see. I can't do her thing. Okay, so what's something about you we haven't asked that our audience should know about you? Um something that you haven't asked. Uh, that I can sing. That I think I can. Come on, go ahead. Which one? Acapella. What you get at? Uh, one of my favorites. Everybody know that I'm gonna do is, and I am telling you, I'm not going. It's the, it's the. <laughs> Even though there are times I show, and you, and you, and you, you're gonna love me. Yeah, I love singing. You know, but yeah, that's it. That's what you be doing in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. I love to sing in the kitchen. I love to just uh, turn my music on and listen to my oldies. And I sing. That's why they be good. Because you, I put love and happiness in those streets. Mm -hmm. Okay, what, what song? Make you wanna do that. What song brings back a good memory um, from back in Ohio? Well, I have, if, 